Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. We could easily have um, 50, 60% of the population um, contracting COVID-19, for whom the vast majority, this will be a mild illness, maybe even asymptomatic, maybe you won't even know uh, you have it, um, but there will be a significant proportion uh, who will require um, critical care uh, and a uh, percentage that we don't honestly know yet. It could be less than 1%, could be as much as 3% um, or 3.4% mortality. We just don't know. That's pretty scary news. When you talk about we don't know the mortality rate, really because we don't know how many people actually get it because we only test so many people. Um, mortality rates are estimated to be between anywhere between 2 and 4%, depending on whose figures you go by, depending on who you believe, depending on what statistics we use and the estimates we use. But even at that, if you take it that 1.9 to 2 million people um, and that's uh, an estimate of, say, 50% of the population, 2 million, maybe two, uh, 2.5 million would be an estimate of the two, uh, 50% of the population. You're probably talking somewhere between 60 and 100,000 people could die. And that's a shocking amount of people. Um, uh, that's based on between 2 and 4%. We, we don't know. Those, obviously, who are elderly... Um, and I remember reading some of the stats earlier this this week from Italy and places like China, where obviously they've seen it more. There's more prevalence of the coronavirus or COVID nineteen, and um, those eighty or over have a mortality rate of fourteen percent. So if you're over the age of eighty, and I'm sure many of us have parents who would be over the age of eighty years of age, uh, they have a fourteen percent chance of not making it, which is a really sad prospect. Um, children thankfully, or don't seem to be really affected by it. Uh, when I say they don't seem to be affected, yes, they can get some mild symptoms, and yes, they tend to be carriers, but they don't seem to be affected uh, by the virus the way adults are. The older you get, the more likely you are to be affected. The problem at the moment is, and Leo Varadkar has pointed out, we have no treatment, we have no immunity, and we have no cure. Um, this is a world's first in our lifetime, um, no doubt very shortly the word pandemic will be used. We have, I suppose, resisted using that word. But the government has announced that it will provide $435 million to the HSE to assist in its response to the virus. And they will have to do that, of course. And the funding allocated is one of a number of actions that the government has agreed on today as Ireland deals with 19 confirmed cases so far. Um, and I, I know you're all saying, well, Niall, it's only 19 cases. That's it. You have to go by predictions. And predictions would predict that within the next three days that number will double, and then three days will double again, and then double again. And it's like a pyramid. And although it seems quite small at the moment, which you did in Italy at the very start as well, and now in Italy you've got 7,000 cases and 3.5% three, three mortality rate, which is quite shocking and disturbing, to be honest with you. Now, uh, Leo Varadkar earlier today confirmed that, of course, the St. Patrick's Day parades all across the country are all to be cancelled. And this decision wasn't made lightly. It was taken at a uh, cabinet subcommittee meeting this afternoon and follows the advice of the public health officials. And I think it was a good call. Um, yes, it may be an unnecessary thing to do. But to be honest with you, it's a good call. I think restricting large crowds of people together is probably one of the best things that we can do. Other Dublin events, such as 
Uh, the Festival Village of Merrion Square, the Treasure Hunt, the annual Cale uh, Moore have also been cancelled. Um, more than 100 small to medium scale events such as exhibitions and talks will still take place. And at a briefing, briefing this evening, the government said it had decided on the next phase of Ireland's response to this health emergency, which included, by the way, a package of reforms for sick pay, illness benefit, supplementary benefit designed to ensure employees and the self-employed can follow medical advice, advice to self-isolate while having their income protected. And this is estimated to cost $2.4 billion. So basically what this means is currently to go sick, there's a six-day six waiting period that you don't get paid. That will be done away with in emergency legislation. Also, if you don't have PRSI contributions currently at the moment, you can't claim sick benefit. That will also be done away with. It won't matter whether you have PRSI contributions. Also, at the moment, a lot of companies don't pay sick pay. Done away with. The government will be funding it, even if you're self-employed. So this is a good thing. An initial package for business, including $200 million in liquidity funding. The HSC is, of course, scaling up its actions to deal with the population uh, impact over the coming months. And the estimated cost of addressing the service demand is in the region of $435 million. Officials said Ireland is still in a contaminant phase and all necessary measures will continue to be implemented. However, it is expected the country will move towards the delay and mitigation phases over the coming weeks. So what, what we're doing is... And to put this into very plain English, there is no doubt that Ireland, like every other country around Europe and possibly around the world, apart from some very isolated countries who haven't and probably won't see much of this, Ireland will become the victim of the coronavirus, which looks like it will be the fastest spreading virus and the most dangerous virus we've had since the Spanish flu in 1918. But we live in a more modern world. Uh, the Spanish flu took 50 million lives in the world. We live in a modern world of sanitation. We have running water. We have soap. We have antibacterial wipes. We have homes to live in that we can isolate ourselves from other people. We have governments who make decisions. So we have a lot more that we can do, even though we don't have a cure. And we will have a cure because, as you know, the medical profession and the scientific, scientific profession are very quick uh, to come out with these things. And they have in the past with the swine flu and SARS and everything else and Ebola and everything else. So they're very quick to come out to help us or to alleviate certainly the symptoms of these types of viruses. There are currently at the moment three vaccines in development. One looks like it will be very successful. Um, it will take another year before clinical trials. And, and, you know, if they brought it out too quick and people died from it, you know, the... Uh, those conspiracy theorist campaigns would be very quick to condemn it. But to be honest with you, I wouldn't care less. I'd rather be the guinea pig, you know, if indeed I had it. But anyway, so we need to contain it and slow it down. That's all we need to do. Because it will take about a year before we figure out how we can give medication to cure the symptoms and how we can give a vaccine to stop people from getting it again. So eventually, like smallpox and like all the other viruses we've had throughout the years, it goes away. That's what we need to do. So we just need to delay it. I want to know tonight how you feel. I, I don't have a specific question. I was going to ask you about the employer's sick pay, but I don't think there are many people out there who would disagree with it. Some people are saying that'll be taken advantage of, and uh, that the government are basically going to pay anybody who wants to self-isolate or anybody who feels they may have it 
or has been recommended. Maybe you have flu-like symptoms. It, by the way, if you have a flu at the moment or a cold, you're not supposed to go to work. I mean, and that, by the way, that goes for the flu as well, by the way. There was always that, you know, advice that you shouldn't mix with other people when you have the flu, but more so than ever now, because it could be coronavirus. We don't know. We can't test everybody. So the, uh, the advice is, if you have any flu symptoms, don't go to work. And the government will be retrospectively from today bringing in sick pay. So that it'll take about a week or two for the legislation to come in, but it will be retrospective, which means that you, will be, you won't be at a loss. Now, I don't know how much that sick pay is going to be. It's not probably going to cover your salary, but still, it means at least you could afford to stay at home, maybe. And that's the biggest problem, isn't it? People don't want to stay at home because, you know, they have bills to pay. So they risk going to work, particularly those who work with a lot of people who work in restaurants and bars and hotels and places where you interact with a lot of people. Thankfully, I'm in a position in a job here where I don't interact with a lot of people. You know, I've been in a studio here on my Todd and glass all around me. Obviously, I meant the office during the day. But again, you know, where we sit, there isn't that many people in close quarters. I want to know what you think. Are you concerned or do you think, do you think it's an overreaction? I'm still seeing people online, on Twitter, Facebook, saying this is a complete and utter overreaction. And remember, by the way, 80% of people, 80% approximately, will have a full recovery with, at most, flu-like symptoms. The other 20% may need hospitalisation and maybe 3 2%. We don't know exactly those numbers yet. It depends. It seems to change country by country. will sadly die. Most of those, the large, I suppose, percentage of those will be elderly people or people with underlying conditions. So those who are receiving cancer treatments, diabetic um, or other underlying respiratory problems. It is very concerning. There's no doubt about it. It's something that you've probably never seen in your lifetime before and you will never see again, hopefully. Um, the latest news coming in now on Sky News. Um, the whole of Italy has now been put on lockdown. So the whole country has now been put on lockdown. And I'm assuming because of that, all flights in and out of Italy have now stopped. Because Italy are in a very serious situation. Um, and they've just said announced as well that they're demanding that all citizens stay at home. And when you get to that point in a country where you have 9,000 confirmed cases in such a short period of time and 463 deaths, a country has to take drastic measures. And the only way to stop that in Italy's case is to literally stop people moving. So to do that, you have to enforce legislation. We have legislation in this country, by the way, we updated it three weeks ago to include the coronavirus where the government can forcefully isolate people. They can say to you, we are isolating you whether you like it or not. So I want to know how worried you are. Italy are probably going to do this for 14 days and that will stop it or will certainly will slow it down greatly if everybody's isolated for 14 days and nobody gets to meet anybody else apart from their own families. There will still be cases. But I want to know what you think. Are you worried about it? Are you panicked about it? I think a lot of people after watching 6-1 News tonight and the 9 o'clock news, because we're supposed to trust RTE, it's impartial information, and they're worried about it. Other people are saying, no, it's an over-exaggeration. We shouldn't be. Let me know what you think. Uh, the number is 87 uh, Andy, you're on Classic Hits. Andy, I don't really have a specific question because I think everybody, I, I couldn't not do a show tonight and talk about it because everybody is talking about it. Yeah, no, and you, you can't not talk about it. And I think sort of the 
just as a reflection on it, um, you know, in terms of how serious to review it, I, I wouldn't have panicked about it and I wouldn't be too concerned about myself. But I'm increasingly worried, probably like many people, about the sort of their family, such as I have a son who has asthma, you know, I have a 79 year old mother. Okay, good. Okay, well, just to clarify, they've already mentioned this. Um, people with asthma, it, it doesn't have any, they're not considered in the vulnerable category. Yeah, well, I, I, I suppose yeah. I, I'm slightly sceptical of, you know, when, when... Of course, yeah, of course. Of course. Because, because, I suppose one thing I would say is I'm not a massive out of the contract, but let's say three weeks ago, I, I, I started off feeling a bit sick on, 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 on a Thursday sort of afternoon, and by Friday I was starting to do the oh, I'm feeling weak and I'm losing my concentration and I'm starting to get hot and sweaty. And then Friday, I was sort of feeling even worse. Saturday, I was like a dime duck in a thunderstorm. Sunday, I was sort of bedridden. And by, by the time we got to Monday morning and when I got to my doctor, my viral infection had spread to a second bacterial infection where I had a lung infection and laryngitis. Right. Uh, and, and, and I would sort of consider myself reasonably... So healthy, but you know, with, with a viral illness, um, they, it leads to secondary things, and that's I think one of the main issues with this COVID nineteen. That if you have it, and you have, you know, you, you have sort of body has, let's say, weaknesses for want of a better description. Um, you, you are, you are, your your immune system and your response is, is susceptible to. Um, secondary bacterial infections. Well, well, I, I, well I think the, the difference to this is if you get the flu, you get a secondary infection, which is usually a chest infection, right? Uh, bacterial. We, yeah, and we can treat that with antibiotics. Yes. But with this particular, it's the virus that actually attacks the respiratory system, so you can we can't treat it. That's that's the difference. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I, I wouldn't be a medical expert, um, and I wouldn't sort of pretend to. Well, exactly how it's going to happen, but I mean, I think one of the things is they said it can lead to things like, you know, pneumonia, mm-hmm. um, which, which is, you know, absolutely. You Are you trashing the place while you're talking to us, Andy? I'm just feeding my dogs. Sorry. They were going to get very noisy. Sounds like you're trashing the house there when you were talking. I'm, to I'm, just, I'm just back in after a long day now. Um, so yeah, so I, I spent a lot of the day listening to the radio, and and, and I think you know, there's there's we should, we should be concerned, but you know all all the advice that we are being given, and that to a certain extent I'm sort of giving back in a sort of like a different capacity is wash your hands. Yeah, you know, just just wash your hands. It's, it's not that it's not that difficult. Does it worry um, you when you hear the T-shirt? Now I know the Irish Business Post yesterday, the Sunday Business Post ran with the story that 1.9 million people will get it. Um, predicted, and the the HSE didn't disagree with it, and they they, had, they ran their own figures today. So the government comes out tonight, and Leo Varadkar admits that he uh, they predict that over half the population, fifty to sixty percent of people, will get it. That's two and a half million people. Yeah, um, I, I think you have to plan for that. What what sort of concerns me is how if if people get you know get into the very sick category, you know our health service can't cope with bloody winter flu. I mean. That's that's the that is the real worrying part about this. How do we how do we as a society um healthcare system Well how do well how do we cope if if three percent end up in the care of a hospital, which more than that will by the way, they say up to twenty percent can end up in hospital care, right? That's mm-hmm. that's seventy five thousand people. 
Which it's, 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 so where are they all? Where are they all going to go? And this is the point. This is the point that he's talking about. And there, it is going to come to a point when only the worst cases will be seen. I, I think. I think it's. It, it's sort of. You know. I, I, I do think we're we're heading to some sort of doomsday bloody scenario. Um, where you know what are you going to do? You're going to like the likes of the, the army barracks to sort of put in you know containment units and places to treat people because the hospital the hospitals can't do it at the minute. They cannot cope with with what they have. I, you know, I said this earlier on this year. You know I went into a, a actually A and E last year and, and spent seven hours sitting in, in, in you know in, in the waiting area whilst those other old people had been there eleven and twelve hours. Well, see, the, 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 the problem the healthcare system has at the moment is currently today, for example, there are hundreds of workers. Well, they haven't got beds. No, well, not only that, hundreds of workers in the healthcare system are self-isolating because they're sick too. So that that's a part of the problem too, you know what I mean? And if people are going to be sick and half the population over a period of time are going to be ill from this, that includes health workers too, which reduces more, uh, obviously, the amenities that we have when it comes to healthcare. Or the resources, okay. should I say? Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we're not that yet. So we're going to have staff shortages. But you know, one thing is in the healthcare system, there's not enough beds. No, nope. you can't just magic beds out of the sky to to deal with these serious cases, which I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever we are going to be absolutely inundated with within the next few weeks. And, I, and I'm not. I, I I I would consider myself, you know, fairly objective. Um, about you know how things influence society and affect society, but this I can't see how we we're going to stop it about from sort of washing our hands, you know, and 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 following following advice and avoiding avoiding crowds. Um, yeah, we have to change. A lot of people are going to have to change their ways. You know, we touch our face what twenty times an hour, and and if we if we have the the virus on our hands and it you know touches the mucous membrane, our eyes, our nose, our lips then that's how we get it in, in, in our system. So, yeah, we, we've got to stop, you know, somebody said wear rubber gloves because um, it actually makes you more conscientious about touching your face. Uh, you've got rubber gloves on. We've um, I, 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 heard all this about gloves and it's pretty useless because once you wear the gloves once and you touch a surface, but sure, then you have to get rid of them. Yeah, well, we so, have to, we, we've got to look, you know, society has to look at, at ways of, of, of changing behaviour. You know, and that 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 is absolutely washing hands. What was it? There was something on on. It was it was a, a research research done in New Gates of people washing their hands where they in in, in motorway services and they, they wired sort of a trip a trip wire up, not a trip wire, a sensor on the door and a sensor on on the self dispensers. And it was you know only thirty percent of, of men actually sort of you know thirty percent of people went through the door, pressed the self dispenser, and sixty percent of women. You know, uh, press yeah, men, men, men are the worst for not doing it. Although I have yeah, to say, I've noticed the difference. What it said was there was plenty of, you know, not not every female washed hands either, um, yeah. and and that is that is we need to, you know, the, the whole antibacterial hand sanitizer, you know, that was developed for people that didn't have access to soap and water. You know, there is, it's a very simple thing, hot soapy water and, and good rinsing. You know, is the way. 
So we're going to go uh, well, And also, yeah. the other thing as well is personal space. And somebody mentions personal space here. If people respect other people's personal space, we can get through this. And I think that's a really good point. I mean, you don't, I mean, just for the time being, you don't have to shake hands with people. You don't have to hug people that you don't really know too well. Uh, you know, you don't have to be in their personal space. You don't have to cough into somebody's face or talk or spit at them while you're talking. You know, oh, you no, can talk. No. And that's what they're suggesting. If you're talking to somebody, turn your head slightly to the side so you're not spitting straight into their face. So, you know, I mean, I, we, it's just, a lot of it is just common sense. But stay there for a second. I want to go to David as well. David, you're in Classic Kids. How are you doing, David? Uh, how are you? Uh, David, is this, are we panicking a bit too much or do you really, I mean, Jesus, I know Andy used the word doomsday scenario there, but I mean, is it really, in our lifetime, we probably never see anything like this again, hopefully. But is it really yeah, well, that bad? Well, you don't know that either. I mean, we don't know whether, it is bad. I'm in the healthcare field. It is bad. So, so you're working. you're working in healthcare at the moment, yeah? Yeah, yeah, and it's um, people small bit worried, small yeah. bit worried where it came from. My, my, I put on my um, oh, whatever. <laughs> I, I I kind of I it, I think it's come. It's, it's funny that it's come such a time where China is on its knees um, economically at the moment, you know, and. I, I have my suspicions of why we're, we're getting it, so the world is getting it. And firstly, it's, it's definitely goes a lot to say about this whole globalism thing and people coming into countries and that, um, seeing who's coming in and blah, blah, blah. And we've been through that before. But we're gonna ha- that's going to have to, we're, we're going to have to check our borders, check policing. And, and it's as simple as that because this, this isn't the first or last. I, I don't think it's going to be the last one. That's, that's going to come. I really don't. I think um, hopefully they'll do something with this. But uh, I have my suspicions. I really do. Um, well, well, look, a lot of people have different theories as to where it came from. And, and the experts will tell us that's all conspiracy theory stuff. I think, with the greatest yeah. respect, David, tonight's not the conversation, the time, the time for that conversation. Yeah. I think it's kind of irrelevant in some sense. The well, point, the point, yeah, well, the point no is, it's there. Yeah. yeah, it's there. And it's, um, um, for me, I know it's a bit scary. But for uh, I'm looking at, uh, at the older um, people in the country, the, ge- the generation, they're, they're a bit older than, in, than myself and yourself. And um, it's going to be it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it. I was I was looking at the mortality rates uh, on a chart there the other night. And I don't know what age you are. I'm 56. So the mortality rate for me is about 4%. If I was, yeah. young, if I was younger, 2.5%. Right. Um, if I was over 80, the mortality rate is 14.5%. If you have an ailment, if you have an ailment, and if 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 you're unlucky, unlucky to come to get anything, um, you're in trouble at the moment. You're in trouble. Where we're going to go with it, I don't know. But I, I'm <laughs> this doomsday thing is probably uh, not going to happen. But um, people should be. Um, a little bit um, concerned. Uh, well, concerned. I, I, think well I, I mean, I, I mean, lads, the I, numbers and yeah. percentage. I mean, if, if if you just work off what you said in terms of numbers, and even you said it was one percent of, of of two million, you know, that, that, what is that? It's still two hundred thousand. Yeah, no, it's not. It's two thousand. Sorry, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah. I mean, which is which is whilst we say, I know there's you know plenty of people die from influenza every year, and it's quite. No, I mean, it was not, not, not funny, but, you know, Donald Trump on the radio going, oh, I didn't know 23,000 people die every year in America. Who's meant to know that? And you sort of go, you're the president, mate. You should know these things. But, you know, we do, people do die of the influenza, you know, virus. Um, 
this is going to be... Well, it's a lot, well, they, with, they, with respect, and it's a lot higher than 1%. There hasn't been... Yeah. I mean, we're looking at mortality rates and, you know, the WHO... Yeah. Are, that, are, they're saying 3.5%, so it's actually a lot higher than we imagined. I, I mean, it must so, be... So, how, how are we not going to... Well, hang, well, hang on. So wait, one at a time. Sorry, David. It's just when you see Italy at, at the moment and how it came so fast there, so fast. Well, they've just announced and 10 we, minutes ago the country has now been locked down. Yeah. No, and, it's not locked down now. Sorry? I'll just say that. I, I, let's say, I work in transport. That's sort of my, let's say, area. And there's, you know, I was talking to guys are out there running trucks out of Italy at the minute and the commercial traffic is still running yeah. so there's, it's not quite as much okay, he, okay I'm, I'm looking here to Italian Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte is urging people to stay at home he said yeah, that, urging people okay he said that people should not move around apart for work and emergencies uh, closures of all schools all universities and the country is being uh, the country is being lockdown is being extended to the third of April. He also said that the only thing operating will be public transport will remain operational. Yeah. And so uh, commercial traffic is operating as we speak. So, mm. yeah. and unfortunately, I suppose we're we're that bit unlucky because we have a rather damp climate and it's warmer, but it's damp, you know. And that's um, that, that we're that bit more unlucky than other countries, you know. So I think uh, the country, the politicians, whoever comes um, with the next, next government, things are going to have to be fairly. Um, they're going to have to be fairly tough. It's as simple as that for the for the country. Like, and who knows what way this is going to go? But I think uh, people say you shouldn't panic, but at the same time, better take the worst scenario rather than the the least. Uh, the, the problem is, is the measures know. that we take to save lives, and we will take measures to save lives, and rightly so. Yeah. But those measures have a huge economic backlash. They do. They and do and we're into we're into a, probably a global recession. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're which, which in turn recession. is going to kill just as many people. Well, exactly. I, I don't know about the. It, it's going to damage people's standards of living, and that's one thing that is absolutely going to happen. It's going to. I mean, if, well, if health I, and wealth are directly linked. Intrinsically well, linked. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, of course it is, because if you've got money, you live longer. Yes. Um, and that, and, and uh, that's true. I think, in, in, like I say, the short term, what we're going to see is, there's, you know, if, if people are not, uh, are not going out, our, our whole hospitality industry is, is kind of, businesses, businesses are going to fold. Well, like, already I know, I know somebody who works in the cinema, and they told me that they're doomed. They said, based on last week's takings, it, the, the cinema won't last another month. Yeah, I mean, there, there, are, there are banks, and I, and I saw a, I got a post off one of the banks today to say, look, if you're an SME, there are, you know, the, the banks the banks themselves, to be fair, are now looking at sort of emergency bridging loans. Well, the, well, the, the government have said that today. There's going to be a business uh, package uh, for, of two hundred million. I don't know how far that will go in liquidity funding. Uh, so that may help small business. But uh, looking forward, looking looking to the future, Nile. I, I have often uh, took my head off and um, uh, with the Japanese, uh, uh, a great race that way. If you're sick or anyway, they used to always have a mask on, you know. Mm. And I always said that this is the way every every country should really do going forward. If, if, if you're feeling ill, uh, it's only it, it's showing respect to your fellow country people, your men or women. The Japanese always done that. We in the West kind of never done that. Maybe going forward, we're going to have to start doing, uh, having these practices as well, you know. Okay, well, we'll say there for a second. Let me go to Pat as well. Pat, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Pat? Hello, how are you? Good. <clears throat> Pat, you're not worried at all. Well, I'm not very worried. I'm, I'm more worried about my elderly parents than myself. 
Right, okay. But uh, it, it doesn't look... Uh, it's, the, the rate seems to be accelerating. Like last week, we'd won. Now we're 23 today in about eight days or something. Well, and they but reckon that will start accelerating faster, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah of I course. think so. Okay, but why are you not worried? When I, I know, and don't get me wrong, I don't want you to worry. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. why, but do you think we're overreacting? Uh, some people probably are, but um, I, I don't think that helps. But it's, it's naturally that we're worried because these, this thing is really very unknown. And it's natural, I think, to worry about the unknown. Mm. They even have a name for it, don't they? Neophobia. That's right, yeah. And and do you think we're capable as a country, um, you know, with the government that we have, the health service that we have, look, it is going to be stretched, obviously, but do you think we're capable of doing the best that we can to slow it down and restrict it? Uh, not so far, if, if that's the judge by, because I can't believe we let those planes come in from Italy over the weekend, the part of Italy that's infected, because that's where all the rugby supports are from, North Italy. Can I just say something on that now? Yeah, sorry, Andy. There's plenty, you know, I suppose something recently prior to this, you know, where kids, and you know, lots of, you know, I say, I mean, you know, children that can afford skiing holidays in Italy, you know, there's been plenty of flames that have come back prior to this coronavirus, and because of the incubation period, people are actually going, oh, blimey, you know, so what you've got, you're trying to sort of look at is there's this two-week delay an incubation period as well. So, you know, the I think sort of closing airports and flights is is not going to do it. I know there's, no, there's nice. talk of you know there's talk of you know you know the airlines are closing, shutting them out of flights. It's only because people aren't travelling and they're not they're not going to lose money. So they're just cutting the you know they're cutting the number of flights because they're not going to make profit on emergency flights. It's it's really you know it's it's bottom line. And plus, you know, people are clearing shelves out of antibacterial hand sanitizer. And toilet rolls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cause, because, because I heard an interesting thing on, on the radio as well, because um, people, we feel in control. If we, as gatherers, hunter-gatherers, gather up, you know, let's say, these things around us that give us, give us comfort, we then feel like people, yeah, it gives people the feeling that they're actually in control. So all these people run out by... Right. Dried food and yeah. lasagna and pastas and all sorts they, of things. Yeah. They can't have it in the covers for the next five years because they, 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 you know, they, they'll probably not eat it. It's, it's quite ironic, actually, that most of the dried food is Italian, but how, but how and ever our Italian origins. Um, okay, we'll stay there for a second. Sorry, just getting back there to, to Pat. Pat, I mean, so are you watching everybody around you, Pat, thinking they're all mad? <laughs> no. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was in a coffee shop with a couple of pals and by coincidence, there's an Italian girl on her phone right beside us. And this is kind of before it hit big. I think we'd won at the time, one or two. Yeah. And uh, we were all looking at one another, but believe it or not, now we stayed where we were, but some people moved and they heard her talking. Right, okay. And, I, and I've seen that initially at the start, they were picking on Asian people, now we're picking on right. Italians. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And most of the Asian you know, people in, in restaurants over here are not Chinese. I, I, they're actually most of them are Vietnamese, but are Malaysian. But I, I've seen signs up in Chinese takeaways. This is the truth: signs up in Chinese takeaways saying our staff haven't been in China in over twenty years. You know, that, yeah. and the same in Italian chippers because most of our chippers are Italian, and most of the Italians haven't been home in God knows many years, maybe as well. Okay, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is zero eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. Let me go to uh, Josephine. Josephine, you're on classic kids. How are you doing? Hello. Hello, Josephine. How are you? Hi. How are you doing? Good. Your husband was in university hospital. My husband is in university hospital, yeah. 
And how is Easy all right? Uh, he's doing okay. Okay. Know, but he, he would have lots of underlying conditions. Right, okay. So basically what happened was um, I got a phone call last Friday to say that, you know, the visiting restrictions were put in place and that I wouldn't be able to visit. Right. Now, naturally enough, I was a bit upset about that. But, you know, while I was upset, I was happy to know that these precautions were keeping safe. Now, the only thing that concerned me was that he might not have enough pajamas and clothes. So I phoned the ward and I was told I could drop in the clothes. So um, I was told when I'd get to the hospital and when I was outside to phone the ward and they'd send security out to take the clothes from me. Yeah. So I called out there this evening and I got a, right, a shock when I got down now. As I drove into the car park, uh, or as I drove in the car park on the left was three quarters full. I drove up outside the hospital and parked and visitors were coming and going as if it was normal, as if there was no virus inside. Right. I tried phoning the ward, as I, you know, what I was told to do. I couldn't get an answer, but I guess they are short-staffed. So I rang the reception and the phone was answered by a guy. I explained the protocols I'd been told and also told him I'd been trying to phone the ward and couldn't get an answer. He proceeded to tell me to come into reception and to phone the ward from there, from my own phone. I explained at that stage that I'd been sitting outside for more than a half an hour trying to get through to the ward. And as you were doing that, people were coming and going back coming up and, and going visiting. Coming and going the very same as they'd been. My husband was in hospital a good few weeks. They were coming and going the very same way. Right. And I thought, I thought the hospital, the University Hospital Limerick was on lockdown. That was the kind of impression so, so, I got. And my husband, because I'd been speaking to my husband over the last few days on yeah. the phone, he told me it was on lockdown. Right. So, uh, anyway, I, I, yeah, I explained. Anyway, he went down to give me step-by-step. This gets better. He went down to give me step-by-step instructions on how to come into reception. What he said to me was, first of all, you must get out of your car. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Open the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know many times I've been in the hospital and being capable of getting out of my car without his instructions. Yeah. So I said to him, look, the coronavirus is in there. And he said, he agreed. Yeah. And I said, I'm not coming in. I'm not compromising myself for other people. Yeah. I didn't have masks or anything with me. He said, nobody will come out to you. And that's not what I was told during the week. So I wasted another half an hour trying to phone the ward to no avail. So how long, how long are you there now at this stage? Yeah. I was there at that stage, I said, bones of an hour. Right, okay. Um, but I tried to ward again and I couldn't get through. But I just left shocked with the whole thing. And what I believe now is that this epidemic is going to happen with the community and nothing else, which what I saw this evening. So what you saw this evening, you believe, was just incompetence? I just, I don't know, the HSC to me are telling lies because what I've looked up on the internet, do you know what I mean? There's yeah. no visitors. So, so, so just to clarify, you, you, when you rang the HSC and, and you rang the hospital earlier, you, they, you were told there's complete restrictions, no visitors, you want to bring them up pyjamas, contact the hospital, go and outside the door, security. somebody was, somebody yeah. from security would collect the stuff exactly. off you. I mean, but no such thing. Door. Yes. No such thing happens. No such thing happens. And another no. thing I noticed, the people going in and because, you know, I agree with you, I was right outside the door. Most people going in and out weren't even using the sanitizers. Andy, that's, I mean, that's quite shocking because University Hospital Limerick was one of the first ones and the one in Cork as well because we had... The, but that's quite shocking, Andy, that, you know, you're given a list of instructions and nobody is following them. No. There's no protocols put in place from what I could see there, out there. There is, 
I wasn't there, and, and, and I didn't mean to say, and I'm not sort of making any excuse for anybody. I was of the opinion that the HSC was saying that certain people are, you know, restricted to visiting, i.e. there's not meant to be any children in the hospitals if you are uh, dealing with somebody that has cancer or psychiatric, then, you know, or, or certain other cases, they, they absolutely have no problem with visitors if it seemed to be, you know, necessity for the, the patients. Um, I wasn't aware that there was total lockdown on on any hospital. Well, there was. Yet. They announced they announced restrictions in Cork and Limerick in, in both yeah. hospitals. Restrictions yeah. or... or um, a ban on visitors. Well, they did say at one and at one stage. I don't know whether it was lifted again. There was a ban on visitors. Yeah. But on, on what type of visit? I mean, all any visiting. Well, I'm going to say something here for me and I. Yeah. I don't really want to say what's wrong with my husband, right? Okay. No, I'd rather you keep your personal business to yourself yeah. if you want no, to. Yeah. The point I'm making is he would have come under a category, you know, that I should have been letting to see him. Right. Okay. Okay. And yet I was stopped. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was, you know, as I said, look, I was upset about it, but I was happy about the fact that, you know, if I was stopped, other people were stopped as well and just going to keep him safe. And, like, I was there for the bones of an hour this evening. There is no way that all those visitors, visitors that I saw going in and out, you know, not the amount I saw. There couldn't be that amount of, you know, ill people or people in ICU or, you know what I mean, having cancer treatment or whatever. This was coming and going like a normal day. Well, they obviously think they've got something wrong, haven't they? If they're not stopping people from coming in. They should be checking and vetting people. You know, no, if they say, if they say that's, that's, what, that's what we're doing, then they should do what they say they've said yes. they're going to do. Not, not, you know, not, that's obviously it's totally wrong. That's what's happening. I'm very concerned after what I saw. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking for an article here from, where is this? Um, let me see. Uh, the 6th, which is only during the, it was the other day. All right. And it, yeah. Says, yeah, it says here a visiting ban has been implemented um, yeah. uh, for all a six. Uh, oh, what is it? Is that six? Sorry. No, yeah, and UL hospital group sites, including the Ennis General Hospital and the University Hospital in Limerick. Right. That's right. So it's a visitor ban. That's not yeah. a restriction. Uh, no, because of Ben. Well, I mean, in that case, they 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 should have security there enforcing this ban. I mean, if, yeah, but, if but I mean, the, the, but the point is, she just wanted to bring some stuff up. She was told that to do that, all you got to do is call the security, call reception, yeah. they'll send somebody down to collect the stuff. Yeah, she was right. You know, she was given the runaround, and she was told then nobody's going to collect anything off her. Yeah, uh, no, 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 that's, that's disgraceful. That's disgraceful, especially if Jones got a sort of. Yeah. 
you know, not because we don't know as well. Whereas, yeah. you know, this whole thing about the, the spread of it, it's, it's going to be an exponential, you know, spread because we don't know how, you know, there's cases, some cases in the UK, I'm, I'm not only hearing news like everybody else, but there's some folk in the UK that they don't know how he's got it because they haven't had any contact with anybody yeah, well, we, 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 and absolutely and we have two cases like that in this country where they call a community spread which means we have no idea how they got it well so, do me a favour stay there for a second uh, let me go to Joan Joan you're on Classic Hits hello Niall how are you Joan you think that I'm being a bit of a doomsayer well now what I want to say is this I know we can all be doomsday and it could be that and it may not be that but and concentration on the older age group for which I'm proud to be a member of and indeed the younger people But are you're a good guests. healthy woman, Joan. Of course I yes. am, so I'm not going to worry at all. Now, yeah. Niall, I did postpone a trip in a fortnight to Berlin and in the Independent this morning it's quite a good article. It says that Berlin seems to be tilting to economic business as usual rather than contagion control. And then it says it will regret that choice. Talk about a threat. And it's talking about governments who are complacent and, you know, they want the business, the whole thing. But, however, I took a walk around my town today. And let me tell you now something, Niall. Don Storrs, if I may say this word, were sold out of toilet rolls in the first hour this morning. Well, I'd rather they were sold out of those than cake, which would keep me alive. And I'd still be able to buy it to eat it, yeah, right? But, yeah, but Joan, can I say something? They, now, I mentioned already, if you look at the actual charts and statistics, I think it was 14% of people over the age of 80 would be considered oh, to be at risk. Oh, we know that, okay? I know, and you've reminded us yeah, but you, but, yeah, but hang on, but you're you. not, but and from what I know from you, Joan, you're all constantly running your marathons, you, you sound oh, fresh-faced yeah, and everything. Doesn't you, affect your immune system now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, but I don't think you're in that four. I don't think you would end up in that fourteen percent because you're a healthy oh, no, eight-year-old. I'm, I'm not even considering that. I told you I plan to live. And I hope not, 100. by the way. And I hope no, you live a long no, life, Joe. I, I want plan to live till I'm at hundred. Now, will I tell you, Nile? Looking around the town this morning, the differences that are appearing when people were walking around very quietly and slowly and distancing themselves. And I got a great thrill, a guy in the radio up here, if I may say so, and he says, Hiya, Joan. Oh, God, he said, I can't give you a kiss and a hug. I said, that's the best news since ages ago. But we had fun, fun mixed with the horror of all of this. Now, a lot of people are walking around, and when I questioned one woman, she said, I'm wondering, she said, is all of this happening because the world has been a very, very wicked place and we're getting this punishment, the thoughts that go ah, through people's heads. Well, now, we don't know, you don't know anything for definite However, the better conversation would be, because we still have it out there, we never used to say, oh, did you get the flu this year? If we said to people, oh, um, how are you? Did you get the flu? Because at the moment, Niall, there are umpteen cases of just ordinary flu, umpteen cases of um, tummy bugs. All these are still there. And in the end of things, if we're going to go around doomsday and this panic shopping... Yeah, but but hang on, hang on. You you can't compare the flu to COVID-19. But we know that. The the winter flu. Because yeah, it has you, a different mortality rate. It has a much lower mortality rate. Yes, but 
said the mortality rate itself was enough with just the flu. The mortality rate with all other diseases just uh, just as bad. This is it, the unknown. And but it's, well, it's not unknown. We have a very good idea of what it's about. Okay, we're learning every day. But the mortality rate of the flu was 0.2%. The mortality rate of this, according to the World Health Organization, is 3.5%, which is exponentially higher. It's 15 times higher. Nile, you'll get... Uh, people got injected. I never did in my life because, thank goodness, I never got the flu in my life. Now, people who get the flu consistently get injected against it, Right. Yep. I, next year, I would guess that we will get that before long because work is going on like Of course, that. no, we will. And, and absolutely, the whole point of this exercise is that we will have a vaccine, most likely, and we will have medications for this particular virus probably within the next year. But in that period of time, we all have, we all have a duty to make sure that too many people don't get it. Isn't that the whole argument here? But when it is the unknown, try not to be too doomsday because it will drag out. And if people who should have been doing all the things, it's like teaching children again, all adults. I mean, there was a guy walking down the street this morning and quite bluntly, he just spat out of his mouth. Ah, like. Jesus, yeah, that's horrible. And I think that's disgusting. And um, th- oh, there, should that's, be, there should be a fine if people are seen spitting in the streets. I agree. Yeah. But you know, Lyle, I think, I think that is, whatever, actually. we need the reports on a serious note, but we need our daytime being a little more cheerful, talking, keeping up, meeting people. I had to go to a meeting tonight, and there were about six of us, and we, we had a laugh when we went in. We just said hi. Some people put up their elbow. Some people, you know, put the hand up. This is all a new game of uh, Playmate, and that is to cover the anxiety. But I think what's happening is, if we hear an overindulgence of, uh, I would say, the most uh, dangerous, the people who are of a bigger age, it may not always happen that way. But try to keep a balance, because, Niall... But, John, you're you're saying, and and I'm not being bad to you because you're over 80 years, and you're saying it may not happen, you know, to people who are over age, that the facts of the matter are, and the statistics clearly show us, the majority of people who are dying are elderly people and people with underlying problems. Yeah, but my friends who are from 30 years of age up to 100, and those in the older age group, they're not even listening. They're not listening. Okay, well, 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 well hang on. Stay there for a second, because I want to go to Bridie as well. Niall, how are you? It's Neil. I think I said it last week, um, I, I voicemailed into you. Like, Italy now is putting the whole country in quarantine for 14 days. And you did say technically this will work. Why don't they put the whole planet on quarantine for 14 days? Just to end it. Like, if Italy can do it, why can't the whole planet do it and just end this once and for all? Because this is worrying. Thanks. Okay, I, I don't know whether that would eradicate everything because you'll still have it spread between families who live together. You know, so if you have five people in a house, for example, well, then the quarantine period would end up a lot more than 14 days. It would be 14 technically kind of multiplied by five if one got it after the other. So it doesn't rule it out but certainly you would be right if the whole planet was put on lockdown it would certainly reduce the possibility of it spreading uh, let me just go to Bridie um, you're on Classic Kids how you doing Bridie? Oh hello Niall lovely you, to speak to you You too. Now you have a diploma in infectious diseases 
Yes, okay. I have. Okay, and, now, and, and you don't have the same sort of fear that the rest of us seem to have for some reason? No, no, I haven't. Okay. I, I just want to allay the fears of the community. Okay. I want to be people kind of cool, calm, and collected about this, you know? Okay, all right. And I admit it is a deadly virus, but we all have to do our best to prevent infection. Yeah. So today I was in stores and I looked for hand sanitization, you know, the gel. Yes, yep. The, and there was none anywhere. No, you can make your own, but... No, to go into stores, I think it should be there for people really to go in, you know. And yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately they're sold out, but they can't make it quick enough. Correct, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really what I was well, going just, to say. But just let, to let people know, if you want to make your own, you can. If you buy surgical spirits and aloe vera oil and mix it together, as far as I know, that, that makes a good hand sanitizer. That's correct, yeah. yes. But I would like to Not see too kind stores, on your hands, mind especially you. big stores. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But in relation to, to what you, you know, your knowledge, uh, because you have a diploma in infectious diseases, have mm-hmm. you have you looked at this particular virus? Have you had a look at it? Oh, I've had a big look at it. I think it's a deadly virus, as I say. Yeah. And I, Italy, as you said, is in lockdown. Yep. So if that's the only cure. Well, it so, has to be locked down for other other nations as well. It's not in lockdown, Mark. Well, 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 okay. When, when you, I think when people use the word lockdown, and when the prime minister lo- used they, the word lockdown, they've been asked not to go out and socialise. That's what they've been asked, and that, you know that it's not. Well, it's that's not that's not what Sky news, news are saying tonight, mind you. But however, now I don't no, know whether that was the, the information I'm getting back from the transport company's got trucks running around Italy as we speak. Is that the trucks are still running around Italy as we speak? Yeah. So delivering to. Let's say supply delivering into supply chains to keep the whole sort of food system going. So you know they're not going to stop fresh food, you know, distribution. So that, that you've got to bear in mind. Well, hang on, hang on, John. Let me just. I just want to go back because Breed is literally only come on there's uh, Breed, a uh, bridey, yes. should I say, bridey, should I say? Yes, uh, and they had lockdown in China, and it worked. Well, well, see, China's a communist country, and if you've seen the type of lockdown they had, it was communist-style, military-style. Uh, in other words, they were they were forcing people into isolation. Now, I don't think, and I would hate to think we would ever come to a point where we would be dragging people off the streets into hospitals. Um, oh, so, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't ever want to see that. And, and yes, they seem to have, uh, I suppose, flattened the curve uh, when it comes to China. But, but Bridie, I mean, as somebody who studied infectious diseases, mm-hmm. I mean, what other diseases have you studied throughout the years or, or, or you know, ones that you would remember that you would, what ones oh, would you compare this to? Oh, I couldn't compare this to anything like measles, mumps, rubella, uh, scarlet fever, anything like that. I can't because scientists don't know enough about it. Mm-hmm. I know they're doing great. They're trying to do everything. And I do feel sorry for frontline uh, doctors and nurses. It's very difficult for them. What do you think yeah. of the comparison that's been used recently, which is the Spanish flu? Which the, uh, the, the Spanish flu, of course, 1918, killed 50 million people. Um, but I, yes. are you familiar with the Spanish flu? I am. I yeah. am indeed, yes. But uh, this, this, we don't know. Yeah. We just keep our fingers crossed. And I just want everybody to kind of relax about it, you know, but do their best and do everything right now. That's all I can say. Thank okay. you very much. All right. Thank me. you very much for coming to the air, Bridie. Uh, okay, well, Joan, I mean, that's yeah, it's yeah. good advice, I suppose, isn't it? You very know. good. I have, um, I'm a nephew and he's abroad and he's studying all of this and his words backward tell the Irish people not to worry. Just one yeah, line. Now, that's easy for him to say, isn't it? You know what I mean? No, no, we, no. Can I say something? Yeah, well, sorry, Andy. Well, Andy wants to say something to you, Joan. Hang on. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Can I just say something that's really, really important? Um, yep. My sister had a friend who works as a GP in England, and some bloke turned up 
in in the surgery, you know, with with their potential sort of COVID nineteen symptoms, um, they had to immediately shut the surgery, uh, put everybody into sort of isolation. Um, I think the place was was closed, and they had to get the whole place had to be deep sanitized. Yeah, 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 sanitized before it could be reopened, and the staff. Uh, I think had to then go into isolation as well, self-isolation. And do you know what's going as to happen, result, As a result of some selfish, you know, individual yeah. Oh, yeah. could not follow well, the advice that is absolutely abundantly out there. So people need to follow the advice. That is so and, and the advice is, if you feel unwell or you have flu-like symptoms, don't go to A&E, don't go to your GP surgery, give your GP a call, have a chat with him about the other... Signs that may mean that lead you to having it. In other words, have you been in contact with people in order in Italy, etc., etc.? And they will call the HSE, who in turn will deal with you directly. Sorry, Joan, very quickly. Can I can I ask this very important question? Yeah, yeah. And I'd like you to ask some of the people that come on to you over the next week or so. What their plans for St. Paddy's Day would always end for many in the pub, right? Yeah. Now, Paddy's Day, some people would meet in the coffee shops, some people would meet with their family and everybody loved being out right. In the pub, a lot of guys will still go there on Paddy's Day. A lot of women will still go there on Paddy's Day. Some will lose a certain amount of control because in order to get away from the sort of sad world we have at the moment, they will drink. They will be irresponsible. And I would be interested to see how many people, for want of something to do, from the big change of a parade, are going to and planning to meet up with their friends I know what you mean. in the pub. Yeah. And in other words, they were giving out about the government not cancelling the parade, and then on Paddy's night, they'll be out with all their mates in a packed pub. Exactly. Yeah, so it's a bit hypocritical, and I, get, I know I completely disagree with you. For all those people who are demanding the government cancel the parade, on Patrick's Day, it is a bank holiday, you should be at home with your family and stay indoors and watch the television and stop spreading it. I'm just wondering if there's a lot of people in Ireland that have flu-like symptoms are a lot of them not going to get tested simply because they want to go to work because they're not sick enough not to go to work but if they get tested they'll be advised not to go to work they don't want to be down two weeks wages a month's wages so possibly are there a lot of people in Ireland and in Italy and through Europe not getting tested who are just showing, you know, easy to deal with flu-like symptoms, paracetamol, plenty of liquids and you're sorted in a week. Because if that's the case, then would, that then would bring down the percentage of deaths, bring it down to a lot, you know, a lower percentage because there are a lot more people with the virus just that they're not being tested and found positive to have it. So say if there was a thousand people and whatever, 10 of them were tested and found positive, but there could be another 10 or 20 who have flu-like symptoms and just think they have the flu or maybe don't want to be tested and told to stay at home from work. Are we getting a false percentage of deaths because there aren't as many people being diagnosed with it that really do have it? 
I'd be talking out my hoop. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? You could be talking out of your hoop, but you're not. And I understand exactly what you're trying to say. And you're absolutely 100% right. And I said this today. There is probably... At the moment, you know, we have 21 confirmed cases, but we've only tested seven or 800 people as far as I know. If we were to test everybody who has flu-like symptoms in this country at the moment, I had a bit of a cough last week, for example. I didn't have a COVID-19, I don't think. Uh, Ashley is coughing out there at the moment. I don't think she has COVID-19, right? Um, and people get headaches, they get temperatures from, for different reasons, and you probably don't have it. But there are people who might have it. And you're right, there are probably hundreds of people in this country at the moment who have coronavirus. Is that a shocking thing to say? It's a guess, but there probably is, and she's probably 100% right. But they just think they have a flu or they have a cold because you have mild symptoms. Some people don't even get symptoms, particularly young children. They won't get symptoms. They just may feel a little bit off colour, so to speak, for a day or two. Because you've got to remember, 80% of people will only have mild flu symptoms. Um, And probably out of that 80%, maybe 10% of those will feel nothing at all. They'll be carriers. 20% 20% will have just a little bit of a cough, maybe. So you got like there is a multitude of different symptoms and how mild and how strong those symptoms can be. So she's right in what she says. When we say, for example, that 7,000 people in Italy have got it and over 342 people are dead, which makes a kind of 3% mortality rate, that realistically in Italy, there's probably 14,000 people with it, maybe 20,000. And if there's only 342 dead, well, that reduces the mortality rate down to 1%, if you get what she's trying to say. And I think she's 100% right, and I think the experts would probably agree with her, but people are just not going to make guesses. Yep. Well done. It's a clever thing to say. And I've said it a few times already, by the way. I'm not trying to steal your thunder, but I have said it before in the year that many more people I actually have with we just don't count them in the statistics because they haven't they aren't com- confirmed cases real people real opinions real talk radio the multi award winning Niall Boylan show classic hits